This My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Rolls-Royce of barbell monitoring technology, the GymAware. Guys, in-season training, we rock the GymAware all the time for quite a few reasons. The first, of course, is just that, the ding. Every time the athlete hears that, they know that they're hitting exactly what we need from them at that moment. And when they don't hear it, it brings out that extra little bit of competitiveness within themselves. On top of that, that awesome ding ends out bringing together the athletes as well, pushing each other and getting each other to be able to hit numbers that they probably wouldn't hit at that portion of the year. And finally, of course, that ding helps us monitor, manipulate, and keep track of volumes and intensities so we can best dose our athletes during the season at the right time with the right amount. Guys, hop over to kinetic.com.au and check out what Evan and the team down there have because this is absolutely a sensational product that's changed the way that we've trained our athletes. This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Valve Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Force Decks, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Valve Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability and having being founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the Nordboard and being involved with Forstex we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to valperformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy the podcast and the content that it provides, make sure you hop over and check out the all-new Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is the combination of the CVA SPS community and the Rugby Strength Coach community, bringing you what is sure to be the Internet's leading resource for continuing education for strength and conditioning professionals. Combining these two resources has allowed us to bring some of the best content from some of the best minds in the world together for your one-stop shop to better improve the continuing education for not just yourself, but your entire staff. Bringing together all of the lectures from the Rugby Strength Coach community, along with the lectures exclusively done for the Central Virginia Sport Performance community, and all the lectures performed at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar, make this an absolute must for performance coaches around the world. The world-class lectures at the Strength Coach Network are not all that you'll see as well. The discussion in the forums and the support and the career guidance from some of the top practitioners in the world, from people all over the world, makes this an absolute must and a great place for you to network, learn, and grow as a performance professional. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS, that's C-V-A-S-P-S, to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. We're sure you're going to find great value in the Strength Coach Network and are really excited to have you involved. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS to check it out today. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. And today, as with so many of these episodes, guys, I'd like to talk about some things that are floating around social media and have, have led to some pretty interesting discussions and threads 
uh, between coaches and practitioners. Um, and that's a, an article that was recently posted that they, the media disclosed that Clemson strength coach Joey Bastin got a great increase in pay. One that, if you look at um, the results on the field, could not be argued in any way, shape, or form. Um, we're completely deserved. I mean, the the guy is putting out sensational teams with sensational talents that are doing sensational things in the next level. So he's obviously doing fantastic work down there. But of course, someone's fortune and, and someone's hard work and someone's amazing tenure that they've had at the same institution always needs to be marred with some people coming up and questioning things. And the question continues to arise, and this was a unique platform for people to bring it up, um, and that is how we are evaluated as strength and conditioning coaches or whatever we're called. Um, you know, how, how could you determine that people should be paid more and he should get this, that, or the third? Instead of just being like how many people have been, being like, yo, this is great. Congratulations to Joey, first and foremost. Obviously, this is exceptionally well-deserved. Kudos to him. Kudos to what they're doing at Clemson. Kudos to the coaching staff for going to bat for him and saying, dude, this guy needs to be taken care of better. But instead, this needs to turn into something where it's like, well, but there's other problems too. So then I started looking at some things. And they show a list of the top five paid strength and conditioning coaches uh, in the country. And those five men happen to work at you know, really successful football programs. And rightfully so, those five men have earned every single thing that they're getting at those places. Whether it be from their entire career or just the sensational work that they've been doing at that specific location. And people can argue about that all they want. I'll completely disagree with any argument about what those five men are being compensated. I, I truly believe that everything that they've done to this point has shown that they're worth every penny of that to those staffs and those teams and those programs. But people look at it and then there's now these arguments. Like, well, how are we being evaluated? How do we know that this is worth this and this is worth that? And it's, I think that when you look at those five men, I think there's another issue that pops up. And this has nothing to do with those five fantastic coaches. Absolutely nothing to do with them. It has to deal with what's next to their name. If you look at those five men, there's at least three different titles in the five most well-compensated strength and conditioning coaches in the United States. Now, some of you may be saying, yeah, big deal, who cares? Well, if you're telling me that one of the primary problems in our field, in this vocation, in this profession that we work in, is that we aren't, um, we aren't accepted, we aren't understood, and we aren't compensated properly, well, how are we supposed to be compensated properly when everyone technically has a different job? You see coaches out there that are sport performance coaches. You see coaches out there that are directors of a specific sports performance. 
You see coaches out there that are strength and conditioning coaches. Strength and conditioning coaches for specific sports. Strength coaches, not even conditioning. And then you even look at other sports like soccer and, and you know, in Europe, and you see that there's fitness coaches. You see people that are listed as speed coaches. You see people that are looked at and uh, referred to as rehabilitation coaches. We want to talk about having standards, having ways to evaluate and check what we do and make sure that there's people that understand what we do. We don't even understand what our job title is. Now, if each one of these job titles had different parameters, right? So let's say you are listed just as a strength coach and your job then is just to get people stronger period. Okay. But then would a strength coach be compensated as much as a strength and conditioning coach? Because if they get people stronger and can display that and also can show that they're getting people in better shape and they are passing conditioning tests and performing measures at better times or covering better distance, wouldn't that be something you would need more qualifications for, and then you have more responsibility, so you should be compensated more. A physical preparation coach, whatever that is, wouldn't that then need another job title, another job description, another set of compensation patterns? But all the while, we're talking about how people Administrators don't understand what we do. Administrators don't understand how to evaluate us. Administrators can't see what we're doing. But how are we helping that? Right? Like, that seems to be a question that everyone says. Yeah, but they don't... But until they understand how to evaluate us, like, how can you tell me this person should get more than that person and this, that, and the third? Well, we don't know what our name is half the time. Like, when you're when you're walking around and and we're we're saying that different things are are the same, how do we expect people then to look at us as one to understand how to evaluate and compensate us? Now, I'm not saying that this is the fault of the NSCA or the CSCCA or anyone, and I understand that you know some ways to increase the ability to compensate someone. Start with changing their title so that you can basically create a new position. I get that. Totally get that. But again, if we're going to sit here and say that one of the primary issues with what we do is that people don't understand what we do, and they don't understand how to evaluate us, and they don't understand what we provide, then why are we having all of these different titles? Why won't we just sit down at a table and say, listen... Either this is what we are, we are X, or A is this, B is that, C is this, D is the other thing. And then normative compensations can work their way out. But to sit here, right, and say the head strength coach for basketball at school A should be compensated the same as the performance director for basketball at school B, while the... um, sport performance coach for basketball 
at school C should be compensated as much as them. Every other team has a head coach. They have an associate head coach. They have assistant coaches. They have directors of operations. They have the ability to look across lines and say, my team is compensated or my staff is compensated as much as X, Y, and Z. But how can you say my strength and conditioning coach needs to be compensated as much as their high performance director or their sport performance coach or whatever it is? It's just another thing that we need to figure out. So instead of sitting here and getting online and flexing Twitter muscles and talking about, oh, but they don't understand and they don't do this and they don't do that, maybe we need to take a step back and start looking at all of these different titles and things that we say that we are. And instead of talking about best practices and this, that, and the other thing about what we do, how about we start with what our profession is actually going to be called? And then we go from there. Because if we're going to limit ourselves in what we're responsible for in our title, then we need to limit what our scope of practice is and stay within it. Because again, if we're not being compensated for the extra work, the fact that people do all this extra work doesn't help. And we would all agree with that. So let's take a step back and understand that if we're not part of the solution, we're part, more part of the problem, right? So job titles do matter, contrary to what people in human resources may tell you. And it's very difficult to compare different people in different named positions because they don't understand that those words are synonymous. So we're not helping ourselves by having 6, 8, 10, whatever it is, different types of coaches in this profession. But that's just my thought on the situation. I think once we fix that, then we have more of a leg to stand on. But until then, it's just going to be a dog chasing its tail. Because the sport performance coach at your rival, when you're a strength and conditioning coach, it's very difficult to, to compare those things. Sure, job descriptions might be the same, but HR is not even going to look. So That's just my take on this Monday. As always, guys, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I'll see you then.